Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Welcome to episode 90 of Intuitive Bites. Today I have a special episode. I'm going to be answering some questions that have been submitted over Instagram. Um, Typically I answer questions just kind of in text form on my stories, but I thought it'd be really nice to actually verbally respond and, and kind of maybe give a little bit more detailed responses. So we are going to dive into that in just a minute. Just wanted to remind you guys, I've been talking about this on my last couple episodes of Intuitive Bites, um, that there are, that the enrollment is closing for Intuitive Eating Foundations, my most popular program. So if you're in the place where you're struggling with food and body and you're thinking about food constantly, feeling crazy around food, and just want some relief, this is the program for you. The great thing about this program program is not only are you getting the knowledge and support that you need in order to find peace with food in your body, but you're also getting the opportunity to connect with others who are also struggling and have had the same wounds, the same pain points when it comes to food and body stuff. And that is super healing all in and of itself. Um, So I want to share really quickly a testimonial from somebody who is currently in Intuitive Eating Foundations and that cohort is kind of wrapping up right now. So this participant says, I notice I'm getting a lot better at consistent nourishment. I realize now that I used to go about most of my day feeling just a little bit hungry. Then I would eat a lot at dinner and dessert. Now that I'm eating what I want during the day, I don't feel the urge to eat as much at dinner. I haven't been wanting dessert most nights. Not that there's anything wrong with after-dinner dessert. This seems so basic, but it's actually been a big revelation and change for me. Still catching myself judging the amounts I'm eating during the day at times, but I'm working on reframing those thoughts and replacing with full permission. Lots of gratitude to all of you for being on this journey together. So once again, I really think that this testimonial, it really shines through like that not only is this program and the support super helpful in making these impactful changes in a relatively short period of time. A lot of people on their intuitive eating journey struggle and kind of get stuck for months at a time. But in this program, you're really getting the support you need to push that that healing further. But again, you're also getting this feeling of community by being around others who get it and they're sharing what's working for them and what's feeling good for them, which can kind of inspire your own healing. So I hope that that kind of gives you a little bit, a little bit of insight into what you can gain from this intuitive eating foundations program. If you're considering it, if you've been listening to me talking about it nonstop on my stories and my posts and my episodes here, um, and you're thinking about it now is the time to join. Uh, I've mentioned in a couple different places that The next time that I enroll in Intuitive Eating Foundations, it will be at a much higher price point. This is a very in-demand program, so that's going to be reflected in the price 
when I enroll in 2022. Oh my gosh. Um, so this is really the time to get inside if you're thinking about it. Um, the way that you're going to enroll in Intuitive Eating Foundations is go to the link in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD. And it's the only link there. You click it and you'll be able to get enrolled. If you have questions, do not hesitate to reach out. Send me a message on Instagram and we can talk a little bit more in detail. Also, if you need a payment plan, the way that you're going to get a payment plan is to privately message me um, because the main link is just a one-time payment. So let me know if that is the route that you want to go. All right, guys, let's dig into the meat of this episode, which is answering some of your questions on intuitive eating. Okay, so the first question that I have here, working from home and unlimited access to the food I used to restrict, right? So feeling chaotic because you have all the foods around you that you used to restrict, and of course that kind of leads to the chaos. So a couple things to consider here if you are kind of working at home or you're just like keeping a lot of foods that you used to restrict in the house and you're feeling crazy around them. The first thing to consider is that you don't need to incorporate all of those previously restricted foods all at once. Okay. If you are feeling like it's so overwhelming and it's so stressful to you and there are all these like body image fears that are just like rising to the surface and like you just can't handle the stress, you don't have to do that all at once. Right? Yes, you can if you want to. If you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to have all the things and like it feels so great. I'm so excited. Perfect. Amazing. Please do that. If you are not feeling that way, do not feel like you have to do that. Do it all at once. You can slowly reintroduce. And what's so great about slowly reintroducing is that you're going to slowly gain confidence and trust in your body that, oh my gosh, maybe my body can be trusted. Maybe my body will tell me when I've had enough. Maybe I don't have to always feel crazier on chocolate. Okay. Um, and I know that can feel like that's not going to happen for me, not with my fear foods. I understand it feels that way. Um, that's why taking it one one step at a time is going to help you to slowly build the confidence, which makes each consecutive food that you reintroduce a little bit easier. Um, yeah, and there's actually multiple reasons it gets easier in time. One is that because you have a little bit more, you know, trust in your body. Um, but another is that let's say you're reintroducing chocolate, maybe your next food that you're going to reintroduce is like cookies. Um, they're kind of, in terms of the way your body's recognizing that food, they're both kind of sweet and sugary and, and kind of similar in that way. So your body's already taking some healing steps with that kind of food, which takes the intensity down on the cookies when you go to them. And then if after that you go to the ice cream, again, the intensity is even further down. Um, okay, so second piece to this is, let me see what I had written here. Um, prior, oh yeah. Okay, so if you are feeling crazy around all the foods at, that you've previously restricted and all the things are at home, I know that the tendency is to kind of focus on those foods and like how you can feel more peaceful around them. But here's the thing. You're going to feel more peaceful around these foods, both when you're allowing yourself permission to eat them, but also when you're eating enough food consistently throughout the day in general, right? So I find that most people aren't focusing enough on just getting enough food in. I know there's a lot of questions on like, well, what does that actually mean? And there's a lot of nuance to that and it definitely takes time. But at its very base, like foundation, 
you need to be eating something soon, pretty, relatively soon after waking up in the morning and every few to several hours throughout the day. Anytime your body or your mind is telling you, I need food, I'm hungry, either one, that's, we need to honor and respect that. But we also need to be nourishing ourselves oftentimes outside of that in the beginning as we're kind of rebuilding this connection with our body. Okay, next question. So it sometimes, it sometimes feels like I'm the only one not dieting and it's super isolating. How do I navigate that? This is such a common sentiment that I get from clients um, that are coming to work with me or even clients that are you know thinking about joining a group program um, or even my one-on-one clients, right? Because in one-on-one coaching, there's a lot of that individualized support and it's really healing and transformational, but you're not getting that connection necessarily with other people on the journey. Um, Although talking with me or whatever, it it can be really validating of your experience, which is healing, but that, that kind of peer to peer support and, um, and connection is something entirely different. So all of this to say, I think that finding ways to connect with other people on this journey. Yes, of course, I'm going to give a shout out here to my intuitive eating foundations program. This is a great place to connect and get that that peer to peer support. Um, But you can also join Facebook groups, you can also, um, you know, Instagram's a little bit tougher because you can comment with people and stuff like that, but you're not, it's not as great for like really connecting, but Facebook groups are a great place um, or some other kind of like group program. Okay, next question. So how to not feel restrictive with desserts when you have to restrict because of your budget. So the person that submitted this was like a grad student, right? So you're in school, but I think a lot of people, even if you're not a student, can relate to the fact that there are financial concerns uh, when you're talking about like full permission to eat all the things. And sometimes it's not as easy as just like, yeah, allowing yourself full access to things all the time financially. Um, So I, uh, the one, the first thing I would say is, do you have some wiggle room in the short term to prioritize, in this case, desserts or sweets, right? And that doesn't necessarily mean having like 17,000 desserts all available to you all the time in your kitchen. Um, But maybe it means having more desserts than you typically would um, and more variety there than you typically would so that you can prioritize your healing with this food in the short term. We have to remember that this intuitive eating journey, it starts with a healing phase, right? So it's not like we're going to need 17,000 desserts or whatever all the time. But in the short term, if we can have a little bit more of these things, we're going to make the process quicker of feeling peaceful with these foods, which ultimately means that you're going to actually not feel compelled to have so many desserts around all the time, which is going to be better financially. So all of this to say, if there's wiggle room in the short term to have more of these things around, that's ultimately going to help you in the long term, both in your relationship to food, but also with your food budget. (laughs) Um, So consider if that's an option. Um, If not, I think at the very least, if we're trying to make peace with these desserts and not feel restricted, we have to have some sweets and desserts available. So kind of figure out what what are the most satisfying sweets to you? What is one that you absolutely love that you haven't allowed? And can we really integrate that with a level of permission? The other thing here is really just a mindset shift. And that is reminding yourself. So if you kind of get 
a random craving for ice cream on a Tuesday night. You don't have it in the house. You don't want to spend the money on it or whatever. Um, and it truly is a financial concern, not some restrictive voice trying to like blame it on finances. If that's the case, the mindset shift is telling yourself in that moment, okay, I can have ice cream whenever I want. Um, I don't have it you know, available to me right now, but next time that I can get it, I will prioritize that. So that maybe that means the next time you go grocery shopping, you're prioritizing getting, um, yeah, you're prioritizing getting the ice cream at that time. So that is how we heal from the mindset of restriction. We, we remind ourselves, I have full permission to eat ice cream. I'm going to get it as soon as I can. And I can have as much of, I want, of it that I want when I have it right? Um, and again, just being really mindful that there's not some restrictive voice that's actually at play here that's kind of projecting it onto the finances as like a scapegoat, right? Okay, next question. I'm going to answer um, a question about intuitive eating foundations, and then we're going to get back to some of the other, other content here. So somebody had asked, you know, I've read some of the intuitive eating materials, I've read maybe the book, um, and I'm not brand new to intuitive eating, is intuitive eating foundations for me? The answer is a resounding yes. Okay, so intuitive eating foundations really is for all levels. Um, yes, if you are a beginner and you're brand new, we're going to have the basics there. Okay, we're really going to have the support that you need um, and the knowledge that you're going to need in order to get to that more peaceful place. But if you're somebody who's been working on intuitive eating for a little while and you're stuck in certain ways, maybe you're still struggling with overeating or emotional eating or, you know, kind of still feeling chaotic or eating past fullness in certain scenarios, this program is going to help you fine tune those things. The great thing about how I've set up intuitive eating foundations this time around, I've kind of adapted the program, is that you're during the weekly live calls with me, um, the weekly group calls, the full time is really dedicated to answering your questions and giving hot seat coaching to you in the moment. Um, whereas in the, the way I did it in the past was we kind of would have a little bit of a lecture for part of it and then have some time for questions. This is really like dedicated coaching time now, whereas the the lecture content is going to be sent to your inbox weekly for you to listen to, absorb, and then come to the call with questions, concerns, and like what's coming up for you. Um, so all of this to say, Intuitive Eating Foundations is not just a beginner program. This really is going to serve you at all levels. Okay. Uh, another question, just kind of more logistics. One of the weekly group calls for Intuitive Eating Foundations, they are Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. They are all recorded. So that is kind of the live call for the week um, for the program. But you can always catch the replay if you've got something else going on. Um, and then again, you're going to get the recorded lectures to your email weekly. Um, that's kind of separate content. Okay. Let's go back to another question. So is it normal to keep binging when you've given yourself full permission to eat? Okay, so there are a lot of reasons that you might still be binging when you're giving yourself permission to eat. The number one, well, there's a couple of number one reasons. <laughs> I guess that can't be possible. But one big reason is something I alluded to earlier, and that is if you are not eating consistently and adequately enough throughout the day. So you might be giving yourself, quote unquote, permission to eat whenever you want, but you've been so disconnected from your cues 
and your body for so long that your body's not telling you it needs nourishment earlier in the day or whatever. And then you're finding yourself like when you finally do get hungry, it's really chaotic and out of control and you just end up binging all night, right? So if that's going on for you, you're giving yourself permission but since you've been so disconnected from your cues, you're missing out on the nourishment your body needs, and that is leading to binging. So if you are struggling with binging, overeating, eating past fullness, your number one priority has got to be consistent, adequate nourishment and looking at your pattern of eating and identifying where are there gaps in my nourishment throughout the day, okay? The second thing that I was going to list as number one, so I guess this is number two, uh, but something I see really, really commonly is pseudo permission to eat. People think they're giving themselves permission to eat because they're like, Kirsten, I'm eating ice cream a million times a week, right? In these crazy portions, there's no way I'm not giving myself permission. In fact, I'm giving myself too much permission to eat. That's the problem. No, no, no. Because what's happening is you are eating a lot of this food but you're not giving yourself permission mentally. What's happening is you are judging, guilting, shaming, telling yourself, I'll be better tomorrow. Ooh, this is really bad. Or maybe what you're doing is you're letting yourself eat this food every single day, but only at certain times of the day, right? It's kind of like, okay, I'll look forward to my nighttime ice cream. And then you're building up the intensity of this experience so that when you finally sit down to eat your ice cream at night, you eat it in crazy amounts that really don't feel good for you, right? So this is what I call mental restriction. And it can be really hard to see if what you're looking for is physical restriction of like not letting yourself eat the food at all. But honestly, that's for the clients I work with, that's a much smaller subset of the restriction I see. The big one is this mental restriction. Okay, guys. So I'm going to answer one more let me answer another question on Intuitive Eating Foundations, and then I'm going to read one more question um, from my stories, and then we will wrap up here. So somebody had asked, how do you measure success for the Intuitive Eating Foundations program? How do you know if you're, or how do I know if I'm growing and doing better? So some of the outcomes that you can expect, I did read that testimonial at the beginning. So, you know, things like, um, you know, really being able to stop at fullness and find satisfaction and not necessarily needing that nighttime dessert every single night, potentially, um, right? You're going to see shifts in your pattern of eating and your draw towards food, right? The intensity of your draw towards food. Some other things. So spending less time thinking about food and your body, less chaotic and out of control behaviors around food, less food judgment, right? Having more enjoyable experiences with food overall. So really being able to connect to food in a satisfying, pleasurable way, and then feeling better equipped to navigate body image discomfort. I would also say feeling better equipped to navigate food judgment, right? As that uh, participant said in the testimonial, she's still having the, judge the judgmental thoughts of like, oh my gosh, maybe I ate too much today. But now she knows how to respond, how to re- not even react, how to really respond to that judgment um, and how to make choices that are going to be supportive for her um, despite that judgment thought popping up. Okay. Um, all right. Let me answer another question here. Um, okay. So why do I late night snack if I'm not actually hungry? Okay. So there can be a lot of reasons for this. One, 
satisfaction starvation. Okay. This is kind of a term that I randomly came up with because I see it all the time. And that is maybe you are, um, having kind of like boring, just like checking the box off kind of foods all day, right? Like maybe you packed your stuff and it's kind of just like, yeah, like that'll keep me from not being hungry, but it's not really pleasurable or satisfying. And maybe you're kind of okay with that, right? Maybe you're kind of like, yeah, I don't really like need something really satisfying for lunch or for my mid-morning snack or whatever. Um, so maybe you're kind of at peace with that. But what ends up happening is as the day goes on, your need for something highly satisfying come, becomes increasingly high, right? So you um, then by the time you finally quote unquote allow it or make space for satisfying food, you're in this place of satisfaction, starvation, and you want to get all the satisfying foods in all at once. Okay, so if that's something, if that's a pattern that's going on for you, that might be contributing to you late night snacking, even though you're not physically hungry, because the late night snacking is more about satisfaction than it is about nourishment, quote unquote, needs. Second reason, maybe you are eating to numb or relax after a long day. If this is the case, the problem is not the eating. The eating, even though you're not hungry, is just kind of a red flag that something is going on. And the thing that's going on is that you're really stressed and maybe overworked and overwhelmed and you need a break. And the way that you're finding that break is through food. But again, the food is not the problem. It's just a side effect of the problem. So treat the problem like the problem and let the food stuff kind of shift as you address the core issue of being overworked and stressed. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the third reason you might be late night snacking, even if you're not hungry. This is something I mentioned before. You might be making up for not eating enough earlier in the day right? Even if you weren't really hungry earlier in the day, your body still needs that nourishment and it's going to show up later in the day. Something I see often is people who've chronically dieted or disordered eating all the things, they find themselves not really that hungry earlier in the day and they're like, you know what, let me kind of lean into this. I don't really need food right now. I know I'm probably going to eat a lot later. I'm probably going to overeat tonight. I might as well not eat this morning. But this is a cycle the fact that you're not eating this morning is leading and fueling the late night overeating, okay? And that late night overeating is not going to be about hunger in the moment. It's not, you're not going to stop at fullness in that moment because it's not about hunger. It's about making up for earlier lack of nourishment. So once again, if you are finding yourself eating more than what your body's asking for, you need to look at this consistency in your nourishment levels. All right, guys, we are going to wrap up this episode here. I hope that I have answered some questions for you. I think I, I kind of gave some more thorough answers than maybe I would if I was just doing it over Instagram stories. Um, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. Once again, Intuitive Eating Foundations closes in five days as this episode is being released. Don't hesitate to get enrolled now if this is all resonating with you and you're ready to find some peace and relief in your relationship to food and your body. The link is in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD. And I will talk to you guys really soon.